it's time for you all to wake up and shift your paradigm. This world is the kingdom of darkness and we are living in its last days. It won't be long before the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. The heavens shall pass away with a great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat and the earth and everything therein shall be burnt up. The Luciferian elite have been setting up the new world order and now they've established the globalist beast system for the rise of that wicked one and revealing of the man of sin who comes after the workings of Satan. Don't take my word for it. Read the Bible and you'll know that perilous times shall come in the last days. And we are in the last days. Hello brothers and sisters, this is the Remnant Warrior, and you are now listening to Buy Their Fruits on the Kingdom Productions Network. Buy their fruits, you shall know them. Buy, 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 buy their fruits. By their fruits, you shall know them. All right, welcome to By Their Fruits. My name is Jeremy Stone. I'm with my co-host, John. How you doing, John? Doing well, Jeremy. Glad to be here. I really wanted to call you Brian again. Not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> it okay. almost came up. We, we miss Brian. <laughs> Hope he's doing well. So We do. And today we're talking about uh, satanic ritual, ritual abuse, and we have uh, for a guest our buddy Tertius. How you doing, man? Hi, Jeremy. Hi, John. It's good to see you guys. Um, I'm doing very well, thanks. And I hope you're, you're, you're doing fine. That's yes, good, man. Are. That's good. Things are different in South Africa, huh? Yeah, it's quite different. You know, we there's a lot of stuff going on now with um, people having all kinds of, um, you know, there's all kinds of protests at universities and people complaining about... Uh, class fees and registration fees and it's actually absurd you know and at hospitals and so on so yeah it's um the world we live in is, is quite a it's it's a mad place but yeah i'm just glad we have the lord jesus christ as our savior amen man i was thinking when you said protest and instantly what came to my head was george soros <laughs> yeah i was like oh boy <laughs> yes yeah city's on fire yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's going right, to be there's going to be continued protests around the world uh, as it looks like we're possibly entering into the end times. And uh, one of the translations for the Great Apostasy is the Great Rebellion. Uh, so yeah. it's going to be very interesting when the world turns against the old world order uh, and the beast devours the heartlet, and the the new world order comes to fruition and kind of like a worldwide rebellion. Against both government and God too, as well. 
Uh, so it's going to be quite interesting that that's happening all around the world right now. There's massive protests uh, occurring, and it probably will ramp up, I would assume, in the next few years. Yeah, you know, speaking yeah. of, like, if we're before we, like, really hop into the satanic ritual abuse part, you know, I heard that we had, like, 900 troops in Ukraine. Isn't that, like, automatically, doesn't that, isn't that a declaration of war now? It should be, Because yes. of the United Nations exactly, treaties. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure by the end of this year, Biden will probably re reinstitute the uh, the national selection uh, selective draft. Um, and we probably will be in some sort of war by the end of this year, I would assume. Now, I hope that doesn't happen. And I'm not saying thus saith the Lord, but the way things are looking, that looks like that's probably what's going to happen. So, yeah, you got you know? China on the other side. And I called this a while ago when we first mm -hmm. stepped in. We're all distracted over here with with Russia and China's like behind us, like, yo, we can sneak up on these guys now. You know what I mean? Like, well, one, you know, all their one, focus is over there. Yeah. One of the biggest things that happened yesterday, what a lot of people may have missed was that uh, uh, China brokered a deal and a, a peace, a peace treaty between Saudi Arabia and Iran so that uh, they both would reopen their embassies uh, together, which is, would be as part of the uh, Israeli belt and road initiative uh, with the incorporation of Iran uh, into that mixture, uh, which, you know, kind of be like the uh, multipolar world orders Dugan mentioned or the BRICS countries uh, versus the NATO countries. So we're about to see, I don't know, just cling to the Lord because things are about wars and rumors of wars are happening and it's only going to intensify for it entering into the end times. So. Yeah, absolutely. We have um, at, uh, at our coastline in South Africa at the East Coast, um, Near the Durban Harbor, we have, they had about two weeks ago, there was a naval exercise where the South African Navy had exercises along with Russia and China. So I told people that doesn't bode very well for us because now we've actually, our government have clearly made the point they are standing with Russia and China. So they've clearly made the point that they're against the West, you know, so. Yep. Um, yeah, you know what? South, what's South Africa is part of the BRICS nation, so yep. yes. That's right, yes. What's, what's interesting about that is, too, the reason why South Africa has any nukes at all is because of Klaus Schwab. Yeah. And, and Israel as well, too. So, yeah. and, and, and let us forget, let us forget, too, uh, South Africa's biowarfare program had numerous ties to the Israeli government. Um, uh, and it would not exist too if it was not for Israel. And they were trying to develop numerous bioweapons, supposedly, uh, to reduce the Palestinian population. Um, and so that's kind of a hidden history from the you know from the seventies to the eighties to the nineties, yeah. but it's still relevant today. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, man. I don't know where you want to start on this topic, but I'm gonna like I'm just gonna hand it over to you. Wherever you would like to start, you can go ahead and start wherever it makes you comfortable. It's kind of a it's a broad topic in a way so whatever yeah. you want to do buddy okay so guys um I, I think the the place where i would want to start first is by uh giving a definition of satanic ritual abuse now um a lot of different people have different definitions but the definition that that i um that i have is uh one that I thought of as I did research on it and so on. And if I have to give a definition of it, I would say that um, satanic ritual abuse is the deliberate systematic traumatization of a person 
that is done over a specific period of time uh, in order to program and or ritually abuse and or sacrifice the person. And uh, sacrifice is not restricted to people only. Many times animals are sacrificed. And the end goal is always obviously to glorify the kingdom of darkness. So when you look at sat satanic ritual abuse and you hear about traumatization and so on, um, when you think of when you when you think about trauma, um, people who do satanic ritual abuse, the cults that do it and so on, you know, they they flourish on traumatizing people because that's a that's a way that they can control people and brainwash people and control people with fear. I mean, if you look at what Jesus Christ said about Satan in John chapter 8, verse 44, he described Satan as a murderer, a liar, and he also called him the father of lies. So if you flourish on lies and murder and bloodshed, then obviously it's so much easier if you can manipulate people and control them with fear and in the process traumatize them. So some people will also ask, what's the definition of trauma? Um, I personally think trauma is, is quite difficult to sum up in a definition, but a definition that I found online is um, they say that trauma is the response to a deeply distressing or disturbing event that overwhelms an individual's ability to cope um, by causing feelings of helplessness. It diminishes their sense of self and their ability to feel a full range of emotions and experiences. So I think when it comes to diminishing the self, I mean, Jesus Christ said that you should deny yourself, take, your, take up your cross and follow him. The thing is that you then, uh, the, the, the Apostle Paul wrote a lot about this. He said that you get a new identity in Christ. Um, you are a new person in Christ. But the thing is, what these people do is when they traumatize someone, it's to, to cause the person to absolutely feel totally worthless. You know, it's um, to bind them uh, in with spiritual change, basically, uh, to, to bind, to put them in spiritual bondage mm -hmm. and to make them feel like they are absolutely worthless. And um, I mean, once again, going back to Satan being the father of lies and murderer, that's what it comes down to. Um, he will suck you dry and he will throw you in a, on a, on a, in a trash bin and he will just get up and leave. That's, that's the way he operates. And obviously, because he's the father of lies, he brainwashes people into believing that, you know, if you belong to a satanic cult and you do everything they say, uh, you will have power. But it's the exact opposite, you know. Um, he may give you some power, but it always comes at a massive, massive price. Yes, um, I would agree with everything that you had just mentioned as someone who has researched a research satanic ritual abuse for um, many years, uh, who I have done numerous shows um, with uh, experts like my friend George from CavDev.org, 
uh, discussing the Franklin mm-hmm. scandal. Uh, dis- uh, I myself am writing a book on the Finders uh, operation, uh, which involves United States CIA and Mossad uh, human trafficking uh, and, and the control of the counterculture movement. Um, and um, and so I've I've some I've someone who has researched these topics uh, for uh, a long time. Um, now, you know, for a while, for a long time, it was from a, uh, uh, a Gnostic perspective, not from a true Christian perspective as a born again Christian I am now. Um, and so it kind of, um, you got to kind of get the complete picture uh, as a Christian of, of, of what satanic ritual abuse is, uh, which many Christians, even though they believe in Satan, uh, they kind of, um, when it comes to these uh, dark um, topics, they want to, to stray away from them and act like they, they do not exist, uh, but they do. Uh, and so when you're mentioning, for example, um, uh, when Jesus Christ says, pick up your cross and follow me, you know, pick up your cross daily and follow me. That's a conscious thing that we do as Christians to deny ourselves. It's consciously we're denying ourselves uh, things that are, would be fleshly pleasures, uh, for example. But the people who are satanic ritually abused, um, though they're trying to destroy their their mind, their self, whatever you want to call it, um, it it's not something that they purposely do. You know, like a the per, father to follow God, um, it's something that is done to them, uh, so that it ends up, uh, you know, causing some sort of desired effect, whether it's uh, demonic possession, uh, which happens very sadly, uh, you know, to many people who are satanically ritually abused, and and, and they don't, you know, th- th- these children. They, they don't want that, obviously. They don't want any of the abuse, right? But it's something that ends up uh, ha- happening uh, to a lot of them is they end up through, um, the, the, you know, the, the ritual abuse, through the um, mind control, through the uh, spiritual warfare that's done upon them uh, to bring uh, magical workings. You know, Bab- Babylon working with uh, uh, L. Ron Hubbard and Jack Parsons, for example, to bring apart a, um, a, a moon child, to bring apart kind of – to bring about, you know, the, the antichrist, uh, lack of better words. Um, you know, and so that's what everything you said for someone who's researched this for, for years, I, I agree with. And it, you know, it, it's, it's tragic. It's sad because a, a lot of these, uh, I, you know, um, I'd say actually not a lot. I'd say all of them, uh, have differing degrees of spiritual bondage. They have different degrees of demonic possession or oppression uh, because of these things that, that were done to them that no one would want ever done to them, period. Uh, you know, if we're talking about civilized society, you know, and so it's it's tragic because, you know, and, and I will say this, you know, God is greater. Ultimately, he uses all of these horrific experiences um, and turns them for his perfect will. So there are a lot of you know people that come out of SRA through the horrific trauma that they've induced and do come to the Lord and are put back together. Though they may struggle with certain things for the rest of their life, they're put back together, you know, whole, uh, you know. And so uh, that happens as well as as any children uh, that are hurt before the age of accountability that die, will they immediately go to heaven? You know, and so, you know, I mean, it's it's tragic. It's tragic that these things are are done to 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 for magic workings, for uh, chaos, for, uh, you know, demonic possession or oppression um, for those things to come to fruition. But God uses these evil things 
uh, for his perfect world were, will eventually uh, one way or another. Exactly, yes. Um, uh, Jeremy, was there something that you wanted to say uh, before I continue? Yeah, just real quickly. Uh, we all know about the satanic panic in, you know, 1980, that whole yeah. thing, which which if you like look at Russ Distar's stuff, he 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 shows like the FBI was trying to discredit it a lot, you know, and mm-hmm. um, you know through the uh, the psychiatry of it. So he was saying that people were were being brainwashed to make up this story, like being implanted memories, which I don't I don't disagree that that happens, but he was saying yeah. that they, they were overusing that as an excuse mm-hmm. because with his research. Yeah. He was finding it all over the place. And in 1992, the government came out with a, uh, like a, it's called uh, investigation investigators guide to allegations of ritual child abuse. And uh, you can read this online. I can send it to you guys later, but it's pretty much this guy who all he does is spend his time with types of uh, victims like this. Right. So he sees a bunch of strange and bizarre child abuse cases and he connects them to actual satanic ritual abuse. Um, but he was saying, and he made a good point in there, is that the reason why people don't believe that it happens as much as it does is because they just don't want to. They don't yeah. want to believe that Satanism um, and and like children get hurt like this in a, in a ritualistic way, because we live in a time where, especially in the West, you know, like we are totally anti-spiritual. And yeah, for the most part now exactly. it's picking up but it's not going in the right direction but you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's uh we we are dead to that but if you were to go uh to europe or something like that it wouldn't be a surprise to them that that stuff that happens you know what i mean it wouldn't be so hard for the common person to believe that that's going on and, and jeremy i want to mention it's terrible the guy mm-hmm. who wrote that was fbi agent kenneth lanning who i've done a lot of research on and so is william ramsey um and uh he re- he bookends that reports with kind of things to perpetuate the satanic panic. Oh, you know, it's urban legends or overzealous people yes. or childhood fa- you know fantasies or you know our fears or, or or traumatic memories or you know implanted memories and stuff like that and everything. And Kenneth Lanning was definitely set up by the Federal Bureau of Investigation of the United States of America, in my opinion, uh to off off obfuscate um satanic ritual abuse. Yeah. Yeah. This is one of the guys. And and it even says that in here, he goes into that in the first couple of paragraphs, people are, you know, like people were blaming him essentially. Well, there's two sides to it. One was blaming him for being a Satanist and perpetrating that. And he doesn't even bring up the other side. You know what I mean? But he, you can tell by his wording in some of these paragraphs that he was downplaying the situation heavily. Very much so. Very much so. So, but yeah, go on, buddy. Sorry. Yeah, no problem. Um, well, you know, I when you guys talk about um, people denying the existence of this, I've found that a lot. Also, in in South Africa, you know, the last time it happened was um, last year, December, when uh, this one woman from my country uh, basically kind of attacked me and said to me, well, uh, what, what basically happened is I was, I became aware of a certain cult who also, you know, they, they tried to lure in teenagers and so on. 
And I made like a live video on Facebook in my native language. And I said, listen, um, I'm going to pray. Uh, please just pray with me. Let's, let's pray against this cult. And, and, and I, I started praying. And this woman, like after I prayed, she commented and she was like, um, what she basically said came down to this. She accused me of um, being superstitious in the sense that I'm trying to pray away the occult. And she told me, you can never pray away the occult. And then she told me that, um, well, you know, it all comes down to she's basically trying to portray me as this superstitious kind of person who, who tries to see the devil behind every rock and every tree. And I was, you know, a lot of people will tell me that's not the right way to handle it, but I was so annoyed, you know, and I told my wife, I said to her, you know, what really, what really annoys me is people like these, oh, oh the other thing she said was, um, focus on what the Lord called you to do and forget about your fault. Don't focus on that. But the, that's, that's what actually annoyed me because Quite a few years ago, the Lord laid it on my heart to do research on this stuff and to pray for people and make others aware of it. Now she comes and she basically tells me that, okay, um, that's not what the Lord called you to do. You know, it's kind of like arrogance to me, you know. And so long story short, what, what I found many times is people who deny the reality of this, it's one of either one of two things, it's usually because they, you know, they don't want to face the reality um, in the sense that we live in a dark world and Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ is the light that drives the darkness away and you have to face the reality of the matter and that reality is, listen, this world is not an easy place to live in. Um, and it's usually people trying to deny that they want to believe like kind of the prosperity way of, you know, Jesus wants you to be happy and he wants you to have money and everything is good and everybody loves each other and blah, blah, blah. It's either that or I've also found that many people who deny the reality of this are actually many times they themselves are involved with it. And they are kind of disinformation agents in order to um, discredit you. And they try to deny the reality of it so that people don't um, investigate too much into it. It's just like, you know, the old thing of, well, you guys are conspiracy theorists, you know. Um, and, you know, there's, there's nothing to see, just move along, you know. There's, there's nothing happening, so don't worry about it. And... Um, what what annoys me about it also is the fact that I I've listened to interviews done by the late pastor Doug Riggs. Now he worked with a lot of uh, ritual abuse survivors since 1985, right up to his death in 2021. He, they say he died from COVID. In my personal opinion, I think he was silenced. That's just my opinion, but. I've listened to a lot of interviews where he interviewed ritual abuse survivors. And if you listen to the amount of trauma that those people went through and the amount of 
the inhumane amount of abuse. And if you hear what they tell about dissociative identity disorder that they usually suffer from because they are so traumatized that as a defense mechanism, the brain um, creates alternate personalities. So you have what is called the core personality. And then when something happens that reminds the person of the trauma, the brain switches over to personality A, and it would later switch over to personality B, personality C, and so on. And the thing is, what annoys me is that people who deny the existence of these things, who deny the reality, it's so inhumane, actually, because the worst case I heard of is a woman who was ritually abused who has 20 different personalities, okay? Now you can imagine the pain and trauma that she went through and the absolute humiliation that she faced as a child going through those rituals and being doomed and whatever, you know, and being sodomized and, and sexually assaulted and, and raped and so on. The thing is, people who say, well, these things don't exist, it's like basically telling a woman like that, well, um, yeah, you claim you were um, ritually abused and you have 20 different personalities. Um, well, that's your problem. I don't care. That's basically... Come, comes down to that, telling her, well, it's your problem. I don't want to hear about it. Whereas when I read the Bible, Jesus Christ said, well, the greatest commandment is love the Lord your God with your whole heart, your whole mind, your whole spirit, and also love your neighbor as yourself. And that implies that we should have empathy and sympathy with people who are going through suffering it implies that we should pray for people. It implies that we should minister to people and support them and try to help them in whatever way we can. 100% yes. Um, but there are many Christians out there or people who claim to be Christian, people who claim to be born again, um, that mm. will not look at the darkness we're supposed to expose the deeds of darkness right and so they exactly. won't look at it and they'll be like oh no it's not it doesn't exist why you know it doesn't you know and then people don't realize that it's in all you know it's it's mo in mostly all governments it's in mostly you know uh you know all of the elite you know it's 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 happening everywhere to different degrees throughout the whole entire world um, and people don't want to realize that. I mean, I think that was the goal of the satanic panic narrative was to make people um, gaslit into believing that it doesn't exist. Don't look at it. And we don't really hear about it anymore. Right. Like, it, you know, like it's I'm it's still going on, but we don't hear about satanic ritual abuse like we were hearing about during the eighties and nineties. And maybe there was some sort of control narrative with that too, uh, because it was so out there. And so, uh, why, you know, uh, widespread in the news, um, being pushed out there, but you know, they did ridicule it. Um, and so, you know, a lot of people, uh, nowadays, um, you know, don't, uh, uh, you know, believe in Satan. Um, they don't believe that, that, that mm -hmm. Satan even exists. 
um, and um, most of even even many Christians misconceptions of Satan is that Satan is like this kind of like red horned hooved pitchfork uh, caricature of Satan that's from Dante's Inferno right but in reality mm-hmm. Satan appears as an angel of light now to believers we would be able to see past that facade and see how horrific Satan actually looks but you know, Satan, you know, to, to, to the masses, you know, tries to, to appear as such and tries to appeal to them uh, by their flesh uh, so that they're, they're disarmed. And, uh, you know, like, you know, the Bible says that Satan walks upon the earth, uh, you know, um, seeking of whom he can devour. Right. You know, and ultimately we are to fear God. Uh, you know, we, you know, uh, I don't I don't fear Satan. Uh, and what can mm-hmm. be done to me? Uh, I don't fear the elite and what they could do to me. Uh, ultimately, I f- I fear God who could cast yeah. me into hell. Uh, and so yeah. you know, but you were still supposed to at least are aware of the tricks of the enemy of the deceiver. We're supposed to be aware that Satan exists in the darkness that he does, and we're supposed to uh, expose it. And we're also, you know, ultimately supposed to do the Great Commission, uh, which is preach the gospel to all the nations. And we're supposed to do exactly what Jesus Christ commanded us, which was love God with all our heart, mind, body, and soul, and to love our neighbors ourselves. And, you know, most people don't want to look at the darkness that exists in the world, in the fallen world that we live in. Um, You know, and and Satan has some dominion over the earth now. And ultimately, God is sovereign, okay? Uh, but you know that you know that that's you know it's going to increase until the end times, until the man of lawlessness, you know, the Antichrist shows up, and you know, you know, God and Jesus eventually at the you know the end of re- recorded time, you know, went you know, oh you know, dispose of uh, Satan and in, in, in the Antichrist, and 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 you know, Satan is cast and death's cast into the lake of fire, um, in the outer darkness, mm-hmm. so. You know, that will happen. God's already won. It's not that God will win. God and Jesus have already won. Uh, so let's, uh, let let no. us, you know, we must remember that daily. Uh, and uh, though, you know, we are supposed to expose the um, deeds of darkness, don't let your heart be troubled. Okay. And there's some people I understand. No. They don't, they can't look at this not stuff. And I understand yeah. that. Okay. I'm, the, I'm not saying everybody, you know, this is, this is definitely on the meat type stuff here, as Paul would say. Okay. Like, like, yeah. like, but as a Christian, just don't, den- just don't deny it. Just don't deny, you know, how evil uh, Satan can be. And, 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 and that Satan wants to, to drag as many souls as possible, you know, to the outer darkness with him. Like that is his goal because I believe even Satan knows I think it's a common misconception too. I believe Satan knows that he's going to lose as well. Uh, I think yeah. that his goal is to yeah. just destroy and take down as many souls to hell as he possibly can with him. I think that is his main goal is just to try to create as much chaos as possible. Um, and I could be wrong, but that's just how I see it. So, I Exactly. I agree with you, John, because... Revelation 12 verse 12 tells us that Satan is angry because he knows his time is short. So um, I also see it as, as you do. You know, he he tries to sow as much destruction and chaos as possible. And it's almost as if he 
he's saying that you know i'm i know i'm going to burn in the lake of fire but uh, i'll feel a bit better if i can take as many souls with me as possible it's almost like he has that kind of logic he's vindictive against god and satan hates god mm. and satan hates man exactly. satan hates god jesus satan hates man satan hates the angels that did not rebel um and you know his ultimate act of defiance is to cuz you know god you know does not wish for anyone to perish. Okay. Exactly. Um, and so, mm. you know, because of that, Satan's like, okay, well, I'm going to, you know, be the deceiver, be the tempter, be the accuser. You know, I'm going to, you know, take as many souls as I can with me, you know, so that they are not, you know, if they don't become born again, because you can't really sell your soul to Satan. That's another misconception too, as well. Yep. God ultimately has yeah. dominion over all souls. Yep. Um, but you know, he, he, he wants to, cause you know, if God truly longs for all to be saved, um, he's doing it as a way, I guess, to his attempt to try to hurt God. If that makes sense. Yeah. I know yeah, that's that probably sense. plain terms, you know, but that's about the best <laughs> I can get as far as trying to get the, those thoughts out. So, no, that's no, good, I, man. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, too, uh, like, we also know that satanic ritual abuse and just satan Satanism in general is such a broad term because we do have two classes, quote unquote, two different styles of satanism you got theistic state satanism and then you have anton lavey's which is pretty much a worship of self and now i believe that a little bit different on that i think that it really goes back to the devil either way i, but, I agree with that they're both forms of satanism yeah exactly and yeah. but we also see in different cults especially in ancient times right like they would do child sacrifice you know in, in, in worshiping this god and this god and this god and this god you know, like, so, but like nowadays you don't, we don't have that spiritual mindset anymore. At least like a lot of people in like the West don't. And I, and I think that it, it personally, that abortion and stuff also goes back yep. at its roots to Satanism, to satanic ritual abuse exactly, and murder. Yeah, exactly. And that's it's one of those more, things. It's, you might... it's a more carnal and less, and less, and less spiritual. Yeah, uh, you don't they, they try to Satan. remove the spiritual the spiritualness out of it, but it's still sacrifice, right? Is it not? Yeah, right, exactly. But also, witches, pagans, these different types of groups, I guess, even though it kind of also more broad terms, you know, paganism, witchcraft, it kind of goes hand in hand, but a bunch of different groups within those, within that mindset and that those belief systems also sacrifice, and they're not always sacrificing to satan they could be sacrificing to pan or whatever but these i i think they're just different masks for different entities all within the same kingdom you know so it, overall it's okay to call it satanism or satanic ritual abuse or sac sat satanic sacrifice you know what i mean because ultimately it goes back to what he's he's started exactly Yes, the, the thing is, um, Jeremy, that, you know, it's it, it, what you're saying, it kind of reminds me of uh, the research done by Derek Gilbert, where he uh, points out that um, Satan in, in the Old Testament is, is actually Baal, you know, and ba Baal, Baal is like the, 
Yeah, Bell, Molek, and all those. And he, I, I mean, he flourishes on total destruction and he flourishes on having these infant sacrifices because um, it's interesting to note that Jesus Christ said clearly that, um, you know, anyone who harms one of these little ones, uh, you know, it would be better for him to, if, if a millstone were tied around his neck and he drowned in the deep sea. So, and Satan, he, he goes for the, the children because he know he knows that Jesus also said that you should have faith like little children, you know, and he he, he knows that if it's it's almost as if he, he wants to destroy infants, you know, um, at the a innocent. very, yeah, he wants to destroy the innocent because he, he also hates innocence. He hates the fact that we are... When, when Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, you are washed in his blood. And he, Satan cannot come and say, well, um, here's all the charges I, I bring against uh, this person. And G Jesus is just going to say, well, I paid the price, you know. Um, so that's, that frustrates him endlessly, you know. And uh, the thing is also the, the type of control that he gains uh, via these satanic cults who do who traumatize people is that you, you see it in the kind of witchcraft that they do now this is this is high level black magic stuff is um, like they when they traumatize a person and the person suffers from dissociative identity disorder what they found is that and this actually has, has to do with uh, Hitler and Auschwitz and uh, a guy who worked for Hitler uh, named, he was no, his name was Joseph Mengele, and he was nicknamed the Angel of Death. And um, he was basically in, in charge of the Auschwitz death camp, and he got, he derived massive amounts of pleasure from torturing and doing um, insane experiments on Jewish children and especially Jewish twins. Um, he had some fascination with the whole notion of twins and it basically, long story short, it comes down to um, Hitler actually wanted to create a whole army of kind of people who are devoid of emotion and who don't need any nourishment. So the scary part of that is it comes down to what we hear about these days, um, and that is called transhumanism, okay? So transhumanism actually comes a long way. Hitler and also Stalin started experimenting with those kind of stuff because their ultimate aim was to create these armies that you don't need to feed them. They, they are devoid of emotion. They're just killing machines that you unleash upon people. And I know that the late Russ Dizdahl also uh, mentioned that kind of thing when he talked about what he called the satanic super soldiers. Now, if you look at the fact that these people, how they are brainwashed and how they are manipulated and totally controlled, uh, whether it's by trauma itself or trauma bonding, or whatever the case might be. Um, Satan comes and he basically strips them of 
all their personality, um, all their emotion and everything, they, they get so confused. They don't know how they should react to their circumstances. You know, they, they are in total confusion. And the thing is, um, a guy who also went through this, I'm friends with him on Facebook. I've had quite a few conversations with him. You guys um, should maybe consider um, having an interview with him sometime is uh, Jason Christopher. Now, Jason Christopher, he was in a um, high level juridic cult. And he also, he was ritually abused and so on. And what he said is, he said that when these people traumatize individuals in order to have, uh, in order so that they can have a dissociative identity disorder, he says it's like, if you want to describe it, it's like taking a mirror and throwing the mirror on, a, on the floor and the mirror breaks in pieces and the person who's suffering from DID is trying to gather these pieces together. And every piece that they pick up shows a part of themselves. It, it shows a partial reflection of them. But they can't get a total reflection of themselves like they would have if they looked at the mirror in totality. So you can just imagine the type of control that you can um, assert over a person in that way, you know, um, when they are so fragmented and when it comes to high level black magic stuff, um, what, what the cults do is they create amnesia between the different types of personality that the person has. So the person would have a core personality and they would have a personality B, C and D, for example. Then they would use black magic in order to manipulate these personalities so that personality B is not uh, really aware of personality C and personality C is not really aware of personality D. Um, if they do that, it creates so much more confusion. And the sad fact is that many of these people who are not believed and who are, not, and, and who are ridiculed by others, um, they just end up in a psychiatric institute being locked up behind bars and everybody's just like, oh, that guy's a madman, you know, he talks about rituals and, and people wearing masks and long robes and, you know, he's, he's just, he's, he's completely nuts. But they don't realize the massive amounts like I said at the beginning, they don't realize the massive amounts of trauma, inhumane trauma that that person endured. Right. And um, Satan obviously derives massive amounts of pleasure from it. Yeah, it's it's like you have you have Aleister Crowley who is doing satanic ritual abuse for power and sacrifices for power, right? Yeah. And then you see that the CIA took that that same kind of uh systematic breaking down of a human being it's just weaponized it for their own personal gain yeah you know so exactly. so now you so now you like you said you have one part of you that has no idea what's going on but then they've got it down to a science where all you got to do is say a trigger word and boom you you have him doing whatever it is that you want him to do exactly and i think that a lot of these people are full of spirits they have 
demons in them and not that they can't be saved but like a lot of them are so broken and that's the point is that you break a human down well enough that it opens them up to spirits you know that's what trauma exactly. does you don't have to be in a satanic cult or be you know ritually abused for that to happen either a lot of people who go through childhood trauma you know with abuse or whatever just in general yeah. within their family you know they they end up getting spirits too exactly yeah yeah definitely and um you know the the thing is when you mentioned the cia earlier i i know for a fact that one of the uh, torture methods that this that is used a lot um by the cia is uh, the so-called uh, waterboarding and um it's it's interesting to note how those torture methods came it, it comes a long way you know um but it was also used in auschwitz behind the scenes you know um people think that in auschwitz you know it was just a group of people who were kept in a camp and they didn't receive food and proper nourishment overall and they got diseases and so on but the the torture that went on there behind the scenes was was horrific and uh, you're looking at, at waterboarding, um, you're looking at um, all kinds of, you know, doing um, experiments on people where they are cut open without giving them an, an aesthetic. And I mean, that is, um, if, if they do that, the whole, the whole idea, once again, is to traumatize the person to such an extent that the personality starts to split, you know. And once again, if you look at the role that this plays in, um, it doesn't matter whether it's satanic cult doing it on purpose, and like you said, many times um, a child being traumatized by an abusive father or a child that was traumatized in a, in a car accident where he saw his parents dying in front of him, whatever the case might be, um, it all comes down to the devil tries his best to, if he sees a, should I say, a weak spot where he can come in and where he can go for the jugular, you know, then he will totally grab that opportunity with both hands. Yeah, I agree, man. And John, I wanted, much, to ask, I wanted to ask you a question because you've had a lot of people who, you know, you said came on or you've talked to a lot of people who are experts in the field. How, how prevalent do they think that that's, satanic ritual abuse is prevalent today it's i mean i would imagine it's extremely it's still, prevalent it's, it's still going on um yeah. in different differing forms yes um you know a lot of it's still perpetrated by the elite um uh and mm. uh it's definitely still occurring there's there's still rings globally uh i don't think that has changed um and um you know you know, I have a, my my friend George from CavDev.org, who I've had on many times. I'm actually got, about to interview him again. You know, he's not a, a um, he's not a born again Christian, 
uh, but he still uh, believes that satanic ritual abuse exists. Um, and, uh, you know, elite pedophilia exists. Um, and so did, uh, Dave McGowan and Dave McGowan was not a, uh, a born again, uh, Christian. Uh, and so did Alex Constantine. Um, and so, you know, there are, um, you know, people out there who believe that it exists that are not born again. Now, do I believe that they would have a complete understanding not being born again? No. Uh, but they do believe that it does exist uh, for those out there who are not born again, who happen to possibly, you know, stumble upon uh, by their fruits uh, and be listening to this. Uh, you know, there are people who are if you're just, you know, because some people will believe, well, it's just a it's just because of your Christian uh, worldview uh, is a reason why you believe that satanic ritual abuse exists um, or that elite pedophilia exists. Um, and there, you know, the, you know, that's not necessarily, you know, true. I mean, I even was researching it and believed it, though I was misguided uh, when I was a Gnostic uh, many, many years ago. Uh, and so, you know, there are also books, for example, The Witch Hunt Narrative by Rossi Chet. There is no conspiracy in this book ever, whatsoever. Uh, he doesn't even get into satanic ritual abuse. It's literally the facts of many cases where abuse was perpetrated at the bare minimum. And I think it was greater than that in many of these cases. But, you know, we'll take uh, McMartin Preschool, for example. There were children who were allegedly uh, molested by uh, Ray Bucky. It's all laid out here in the court documents. I mean, you know, in the McMartin Preschool, uh, you know, Ray Bucky, why he was and I'm going to be a little graphic here. I'm trying to going to try to be as least graphic as I can. OK, but. Um, you know, Ray Bucky would, would, would in, in, in the preschool class would be wearing shorts and have children on his lap while he is reading Playboy magazines while his mother, who was also abused, um, would be trying to look to see if her son was aroused while he was holding these children reading Playboy magazines. Now, I'm a father. Jeremy, you're a father. You know, just that based off of that alone. Okay. I'm not talking, I'm not talking about the satanic ritual abuse that was involved in McMartin, the elite pedophilia that was involved in McMartin, but just based off of that alone that that came out during the court proceedings trial. Um, I wouldn't want Raymond Bucky anywhere near any of my children. Okay. I mean, that, that, that alone is pedophilic. Um, and so, you know, and there's numerous things with McMartin preschool uh, outside of the uh, satanic ritual abuse claims outside of elite pedophilia claims. Do I think that some of the children, is it possible that, that, that there have been memories implanted into them and maybe some of the things that they told may have been uh, a little bit too based off of fantasy to the trauma that was done to them? Yeah, you can see that in some of the cases. Uh, where it's it's just too it's 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 almost too much, you know. But when you're a child, it's very hard to describe, in a lot of ways, when these horrific things are happening to you, exactly what's going on. Okay, I mean, even adults mm. who have been raped, uh, who have been molested, who have been uh, tra traumatized, uh, it's it's difficult for them even. Uh, you know, it's not necessarily a, 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 a something uh, akin to childhood. Uh, you know, and so, uh, so yes, I do believe that th these things are still going. I mean, Epstein would be the the, the, the biggest uh recent examples. Well, yeah, uh, that, that that's another thing is mm. I was going to ask if you guys both this is for both of you that 
you know, that these giant trafficking rings uh, that we've been uncovering and has been prevalent in the media, if you guys think that that is totally connected to Satanism within itself, do you know what I mean? Like the main goal, yeah, yeah is, is to traffic mm. children for these satanic elites. For money, for power, yeah. uh, you know, to destroy slaves. lives, for chaos, yeah. for slaves. FC is a prime example of that. Of yeah. uh, uh, and there's underground Franklin markets scandal, too. The fighters, yeah. yes, I mean it's it's all been. Um, and I will say this, you know, one last thing to this is the modern examples. I think more will be exposed, but I will say this: as Christians, we have to keep our guard up, okay? Because this is playing into the coming great awakening in the coming apostasy and the great deception and the great rebellion right. is that you know more and more of this stuff will be unveiled this this is when they say the plan well that was alice bailey's written plan and many yes, theosophists and new agers written plans and ultimately it's satan's plan okay right. so what's going to happen mm. is is the evils and they are and they will be exposed of the old world order of the heartlet okay that's written about in the book of revelation okay they will come to bear, and the world will come against the heartlet. Now, I believe the heartlet is Jerusalem myself, okay? And so, and, and I know there's many different interpretations about that, and that's, I would say, secondary doctrine, because we really, you know, don't 100% know, okay? But I do mm -hmm. believe that it is Jerusalem. And so the world will come against the Zionist old world order, and in doing so, we are supposed to rejoice, because that's God's retribution against the heartlet. Ultimately, the Bible does say that the saints are and the angels do rejoice when the heartland is destroyed, when Mystery Babylon is destroyed. Okay, but we're not yeah. supposed to be yoked up in the people that are supposedly striking against the world order, which is the Great Awakening, which is the B system, which is the yes. Antichrist. We are not supposed to yoke up and applaud that side because that side will also be destroyed because it is evil and it is a satanic. The, the light side is just as much as the dark side, okay? So as Christians, we have to remember that. We have to separate ourselves, you know, and not get caught up in the world that will be chanting that the Antichrist is saving the world from this horrific system, okay? We have to remember that because as Jesus Christ said, up to the point that the very elect could be deceived, okay? That's mm -hmm. how much the deception is going to be. Okay, so we must be on guard. Yes, it's important for us to expose these things. We're supposed to expose the works of darkness. Okay, but don't don't get caught up in this. Don't let your heart become cold and callous and full of hatred. Pray for these people that are committing these heinous acts. Pray for the elite that are that are committing these heinous acts that they they become born again and they repent. Okay, you know, and, and again, not everybody can look at this stuff. And not everybody should, in my opinion, look at this stuff either. Okay, you right. got to put the full armor of God when you're doing this. Okay, it you got to be. It could well make somebody stumble. Yes, very much so. Yeah. Yes, it can be a stumbling block. That is for sure, and it can tempt people because you know Satan uses this in the conspiracy movement, tempt people into New Age beliefs, tempt people into Gnosticism because it was one of the ways that I got into it. One of the ways that I fell away from my Christian upbringing. Now I know I wasn't born again into you know 2019. Okay. But I can tell you that it, it, through a lot of this conspiracy stuff, it is true. I'm not saying satanic ritual abuse is not. I'm not saying you know elite pedophilia is not true. It is. It exists. Okay, but Satan uses that knowledge to turn people towards him, mm. and it's happening in mass right now. Amen. Amen. That was you great, have to man. be watchmen and watch women on the wall.
We have yeah. to be. And that's the thing about the two kingdoms, dude. We're supposed to be split. Like there are two kingdoms. There's a kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of God. And you have so many Christians, and I always bring the the West up because, like, you can see it, right? Like, even with Amer American patriotism, you know, you know how many Christians are willing to go to civil war for their rights, for their, their peace and safety mm -hmm. in this kingdom, like, in the normal world. You know what I mean? Like, you, you're going to have Christians doing things that God specifically told them not to do because they think what they're doing is okay. Like, it's right. You know, God says not to, I guess I won't even go into that, but do you know what I'm saying? Like you have, uh, you have Christians, especially within American yes, patriotism they, with they one get foot caught in the up world. In the, yep. Yeah. And one foot in the kingdom. They, and, we, and, we, we are Christians. I'm not saying that I don't love my country. Okay. I'm not right. saying anybody here does not love their country. Anybody listening does not love our country, mm -hmm. but we're, but it's the people it's, you know, it, it, that doesn't mean we idolize our country. Okay, which many people do throughout the world. We are Christians. We are separate from the world. Okay, yes, and I'm an American, but I'm a Christian first and foremost, right. and I'm American second. Okay, and you know, some people may upset, may be upset about this, and I've mentioned this before in my past. In, in past, I won't say the Pledge of Allegiance. My only allegiance is to God. I swear Amen. no oath. Okay. Now, that, does that mean that I'm a traitor, that I don't care about my country, that I don't care about mm -hmm. the people that live in my country? No, this is where my family's been for 300 years. Okay, I care about the United States of America and I care about the populace. Okay, but the elite are wicked as they come. And we should pray for them. And there, a form of patriotism is a major form of idolatry that many people have around the world, where they put their allegiance to their country in front of God the Father and Jesus Christ. And you can see with the I Am cult, with and in, in being in its modern uh, revision today, and the Reawaken America tours with General Flynn, who prayed the Gnostic Jeez, Gnostic Theosophical Prayer of Elizabeth Crane Prophet. Okay. Yep. They will use, and it started with the I Am Code of Guy and Julie Ballard. They will use patriotism, and there will be people who you were think were born again. They will end up siding with the coming B system because they will choose their country over God. And at the same time, being deceived that they think they're doing it for God. Yes, yes. Like that it's okay, and it's not. It's not okay. Like no. that's not what God called you to do. Like. It's it's wild, man. I can see a whole another conspiracy and deception going on in that realm, bro, that we should get into some other time. But, you know, it's crazy, man. The deceptions are all around us, and that's how Satan operates is through deceptions. All he'll are, do. I, I wanted to ask, are you seeing it in South Africa? Is there kind of like this awakening going on where people are becoming awakened? It's not awareness. We have awareness as Christians, right? Awareness of the world, yeah. awareness but awakening, as the New Agers were saying, they're becoming awakened to how corrupt the government is. They're becoming awakened to all this stuff. Are you seeing it? Is this worldwide? It's something I thought is worldwide, but you know, it's always good to get another opinion. Yeah, um, I you you see it in South Africa, in um, you know the the culture, um, the culture that I belong to, the the Afrikaner people who came from the. Um, French Huguenots and, uh, you know, a lot of the, most of us came from the French and Germans and so on who came to the Cape province in the 1600s, 1700s and so on. And there's a kind of a, you know, this uh, awakening thing happening in the Afrikaner culture in the sense that a few years ago, 
a bunch of Afrikaner people all over the country started to romanticize the Anglo-Boer War, which uh, our um, predecessors fought uh, against the, the British in 1899 to 1902. And it was a war where uh, our Great grandfathers had basically had the Anglo the Anglo Boer War, correct? Is is that what it is? That's right. Where there were That's numerous Afrikaners put to death by the current world order at that time, which was the Anglo establishment, which in many cases now is the Anglo American establishment, which is its own seat at the table of, uh, among the various elites throughout the world. That's exactly it. Yes, and um, you know a, a lot of them they. They have this romantic idea about this war. Now, you know what I always tell people is, I, I, I don't, by my own free will, I don't want to go through a war. I mean, a war is, it's, it's, it's. Horrible. I 100% okay. agree with you. I am nonviolent. I'm not picking up a weapon for no country. Okay, yeah, I'm an brutal. Anabaptist in that yeah. in that belief. So yeah, it's traumatizing. <laughs> it's traumatizing. Yeah, exactly, and. But there's, there's this awakening movement among some Afrikaner people who, you know, they romanticize this war. They just want to go to war again, and they romanticize the, um, like the war that uh, many of uh, many Afrikaner boys uh, who were called up in the military, like in the 70s and 80s, where they fought a, a war against Angola and so on. It was basically like a counterinsurgency war. But in the end, it was basically all just a propaganda stunt by the apartheid government in order to get money for some kind of a weapon deal or something. But they they have this romantic ideas about the Boer War and about the South African Angola border war. And they have this whole thing of, you know, there are these Afrikaner prophets, you know, standing up and... Then they come with this whole, what they call um, Israel truth movement thing, where they believe the Afrikaner people are the chosen people of God. And we should only read the Old Testament. We should throw away the New Testament and we should reject Jesus and we shouldn't read the Apostle Paul. Sounds and familiar. I'm, yeah. And I'm just like, whoa, whoa, whoa that sounds earth? like Hebrew roots to me. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds that sounds familiar. like a white exactly. version of Hebrew yeah, roots, exactly. which is British Israelism exactly. to the Hebrew roots. They've combined British Israelism with the Hebrew roots together. Oh, boy, that's going to yeah. be some poison doctrine right there. I did. Yeah. I was not aware of that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's Satan combining false doctrines, two of them together. Okay. Exactly. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, these things are, are, are getting a it's, it's, it's a major problem in South Africa. And the, I, I think you guys experienced the same thing in the USA. Also, when when you try to talk to these people and you try to, to give them the gospel and tell them, listen, Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. They it's almost as if you can't talk to them. They are so they flourish absolutely on aggression and yeah. pride and yeah. It, it's it's you, you it, just can't have a conversation with them. It's almost as bad yeah. as the Catholics, and I know it's going to make some people mad out there. I agree. The true. hardest yeah. ones to convert, man. It's easier. Yeah, exactly. It's easier. It's easier to to talk with an atheist 
in a lot exactly. of ways than it is yeah. uh, the Hebrew roots people and the Catholic people as well. It's you know Catholic believers. It's it's it's, it's the I, amount of indoctrination. Yeah, yeah. you know yeah. they're exactly. full of it. And you know, uh, Jeremy, it's interesting that you that you mentioned the Catholic Church because, I mean, we all know about all the the, the numerous accounts of, of pedophilia over all the ages that, that were reported uh, by numerous people in the Catholic Church. And, you know, I've, I've heard so many accounts also in South Africa where people talk about um, priests in the Catholic Church who lead like a total double life in the sense that they would be a priest in the Catholic Church, but behind the scenes, they would be involved in something like satanic ritual abuse, for example, you know. Um, there was also a, a, a testimony that I listened to. Uh, this this woman lives somewhere in the Western Cape province of South Africa. She she during the testimony she did it under a, a, a pseudonym in order to protect her identity. But she grew up here in South Africa, and she was. I, she don't know. She she doesn't even know what happened to her real parents. And she was she grew up in um, in a kind of people who adopted her. And there was the the man, his wife, and um, their son. And she grew up in this house together with them. And eventually, she talked about the situation in the house. She said the the husband was basically like pro-Hitler and he, he had this obsession with the, with the Nazis and everything. Um, the, the boy was so obsessed with Hitler that he slept with a copy of Mein Kampf under his pillow each night. The, the woman, the, the husband's wife, she was barely at home ever, and if she was at home, she would have these seances along with her friends around the table. They would do palm reading and fortune telling, and I don't know what, what new age stuff. Eventually, this girl, when she was about 12 to 13 years old, um, this is this is actually so difficult to talk about. She she said that uh, her father and the the stepbrother of hers or whatever you call him um, started to molest and rape her on a regular basis. I heard this. Yeah, man. It's keep going. Though. Yeah, keep going. yeah. It's it's basically like she was kept as a sex slave, and she were forced to, to cook free meals per day for them. And so she had to service them when it came to nourishment and she had to service them when it came to sex, basically, you know? And the, the, the sad part of it is this father figure of the, the man of the house, who is this Nazi obsessed guy, he was actually, um, he actually had some kind of a position in one of the reformed churches in the Western Cape. And, and when I heard this, I was like, my goodness, you know, it's, it's um, a totally a double life. And you also find that with a lot of the, of the Catholic priests. Um, it's, it's just so, it's, it's so shocking to hear how someone can lead such, such a double life. But I suspect 
in many cases also, many of them have also been abused ritually, and then they have these different personalities, and one personality is not consciously aware of the life that the other personality leads. You know, I've, I think it, it has something to do with that. I heard that, um, I, I don't know if it was Bill Snowblin. Mm -hmm. I don't know, it's one of those guys. I think it was on Prophecy Watchers, but he's basically said that you could not become um, a high satanic priest unless you were a Catholic priest first. Yeah, you're right. That was uh, that was William Schnebelin who, who said that. He was like, um, uh, yeah, I remember him telling about that. And, you know, the one of in, in one of his testimonies, uh, he wrote a book, uh, it's a very good book. The book is uh, titled uh, Lucifer Defrowned. And um, in this book, he, he tells about one of the strange experiences that he had. He said that up until today, he doesn't know if this, he, he cannot figure out, was this a nightmare? Was this some kind of a, um outer body experience where he was like um, astral projecting? Or what, what it was, but he said that he was sleeping and the next moment he was taken in the spirit and he was standing on, it, it looks like some kind of a planet in outer space and he said that he could see, uh, no surprise there, he could see Saturn, you know, I mean, we know the whole thing, of, the whole thing with Saturn and so on. And he, he says it was as if he was on one of the moons of Saturn. And there were these strange people there, and there was like a temple. Um, and when he entered into the temple, one of the guys told him, welcome to the Cathedral of Pain. And they forced him to lie down, and um, a, a dark-cloaked figure, who he suspect was Lucifer himself, appeared, and he basically poked uh, with with his finger here between the eyes and he said he had this massive migraine. He started getting this massive migraine and um, the devil said something to him, to the, something like, well, uh, you belong to me now. And he said the next moment he, he woke up and he was laying in his parents' uh, backyard and it was raining. And he was just like, what on earth happened? And he still had this migraine. Um, now, the reason why, I, why I'm telling you about that is many of these people who are ritually abused, you know, it's sad to see how many times strange things will happen to them and it, it is as if their reality gets so entangled with the forces of darkness and the forces of darkness brainwash them to such an extent that they can't figure out, listen, what is reality and what is a nightmare? My reality is actually one long nightmare because I can't distinguish anymore between what's going on, what's real, what's not, what's spiritual, um, who's who, what am I doing, who can I trust, you know? And the devil does a good job, and I'm not trying to give him any credit, but he, he does a good job at disguising these things as, oh, well, you know, shame, this person just has um, paranoid schizophrenia, you know, just lock him up somewhere, or 
this person is catatonic, schizophrenic, or whatever the case might be. So let's just put him on medication. And it seems like the medication is working, but many times it's just numbing the person down. And spiritually, they're still in that bondage yep. the whole time. Yep. Yeah, and a lot of people, you know, I myself uh, go to a, a small local Baptist church. But a lot of people should, um, you know, try. I would say try to join a small church if possible, not to say that they're not infiltrated as well, and get really, really know the people at the church and, and uh, you know, really get to know the pastor, and especially before, you know, you bring your children to the church, if you have any. Um, and, you know, there are many uh, churches here where I live in the South where the pastor claims to be born again, but he's also a Mason. Yeah, he's a Mason. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, so and so there are, you know, there are a lot of. Uh, uh, Which brings it back to theosophy, John. Yeah, very much so. Yes. Yeah. And so you exactly. have a lot of people who claim outwardly uh, that they are uh, born again Christians, but they're wolves in sheep's clothing to deceive the flock uh, for Satan through or or for their own vainglory through through which through many different mechanisms, uh, you know, and, you know, ritual satanic abuse does happen. In, in, in churches, uh, sadly, yeah. uh, and, um, you know, and even sexual abuse that's not satanic uh, also happens uh, in, in churches, sadly. And, and some people, uh, sadly, also become callous and angry at God the Father and blame him uh, for such things mm. uh, that take that, that take place, uh, you know. And so, yes, uh, it's sad, but there are a lot of deceivers out there who claim to be men of God. Uh, but or anything but. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, the the Dutch Reformed Church in South Africa is is actually, um, obviously the Catholic Church also, and I've, I've heard that the, the Anglican Church also, but the Dutch Reformed Church in South Africa is has, has been so infiltrated by Freemasonry that, you know, I once even saw a minister of, of one of the Dutch Reformed Churches on Facebook, he had like this, um, he, he had like this uh, cover page, like a background wallpaper thing on Facebook, on his profile, um, of, uh, what's the guy called, the, the great mason who wrote the... Albert Pike? Albert Pike, thanks. Um, he had this this uh, uh, picture of Albert Pike on his Facebook thing, and he even had the audacity to write there, faith, hope, and love. And I was like, how, how deceived can you be if you think that the philosophy of Albert Pike has to do with faith, hope, and love? I mean, seriously. I mean, a lot of the Masons um, try to act. You, you, you can't, in my opinion, you can't be born again and be a Freemason, uh, no. especially in the higher levels. Like my my great grandfather did come out of Freemasonry. He did become did become born again uh, once he realized what it really stood for, uh, and it wasn't mm. just a fraternal club for for men, uh, you know. And so. Um, you know, we're supposed to swear no oath, no allegiance, um, yeah. except to God. 
Uh, and, um, and so, yeah, I mean, Freemasonry is like the Mormon church, for example, just a way of, uh, of practic practicing Freemasonry, uh, that's more cleaned up in the open, uh, yep. you know, Mormonism is, uh, and so it's, 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 it's very sad. It's, you know, um, the church has been infiltrated, um, Many different churches, should I say, have been infiltrated, infiltrated by uh, by Satan, uh, and in doing so, have have um, you know very sadly led people astray. Uh, and, and a lot of the poisoned, incorrect doctrine tickles their ears instead of the Word of God. You know, more people would probably be better. Uh, would, no, they they would be they would be better uh, off uh, reading their Bibles. Uh, instead of listening to uh, many of the false preachers out there, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. um, and I'm not saying I'm not against people going to church. Obviously, I go to one. Um, I just you just got to be you got to be you have to be uh, use discernment and you have to pray to God, the Father, Jesus Christ, and and uh, humble yourself and, uh, at, you know, ask for God to guide you. And the Holy Spirit will let you know, uh, you know, if, if you're at a church that is off. Um, and, uh, exactly. you hear a lot of people here telling of those stories, uh, you know, and there have been people who have been saved, uh, in these false churches, like the NAR churches, for example, uh, or even, uh, like Joel Osteen, uh, you know, and we are supposed to rejoice. Paul uh, wrote about, I have this specific scripture offhand of the people that even though, um, these vipers, these snakes, uh, you know, were, were, are blasphemers, they still give out scripture now at times they do distort it they still read the bible and we know that believing comes from hearing the word of god right so there have been people that have been saved uh, out of these false deceiving churches uh, who have came out of them and for that we are supposed to rejoice that they have came to god the father and jesus christ and become born again uh you know and but at the same time we're also supposed to rail and 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 go against the false doctrine that they preach and call them out to as well. So there's kind of like a balance in that uh, that a lot of people necessarily don't have. Uh, and so, though I'm not happy at Joel Steed and the things that he does, obviously, and and what he does, uh, I am rejoiceful that anybody that comes out of Joel Steed's church uh, that you know that 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 does become born again, I am happy that they came to the Lord. So. Yeah. yeah, I think it's important that, like, especially in th in this time that we're in right now, to know your Bible, read it at home, spend a lot of time in it before you go into a church. That way, you're not influenced or, you know, or swaying from doctrine to doctrine. You know what I mean? Like, if you know your word and you go into a church and they're preaching false doctrine, you're gonna know that they're preaching false doctrine. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But, like, it's important for you to soak up the word yourself and not rely on your pastor to feed you every single time, you know, or or that one time a week yeah. to, for you to get the word. You need to Be do in it the word daily. at home. And, yeah, exactly. And, you know, bringing, bringing it back to Albert Pike and what he wrote in the Luciferian doctrine, which I think that mostly everything that the elite and, you know, theosophy, Freemasonry, at the very core of that um, – the Luciferian doctrine is that, you know, Satan freed mankind in the Garden of Eden by giving the gift of intellect. And he freed him from a very vindictive, vindictive and angry God. Right. And that goes back to like Gnosticism, too, uh, because mm -hmm. they believe that the Old Testament God was evil. 
you know, so but but they believe that Lucifer is basically the true light bearer and that he saved mankind from the hands of God by giving us the gift of intellect. And when you look at all these secret societies and what they practice, it's all secret knowledge. It's all obtaining that knowledge. It's that intellect, you know, and they're, and they're trying to learn more and, and try to basically, I think the end goal is to believe that they, they believe that they can become like God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which I mean was the initial lie that that the serpent yeah. had had told you know Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, right? Um, and and so I, I guess I wanted a scripture of what I mentioned earlier is Philippians one, uh, fifteen. Some indeed preach Christ even of envy and strife, and some also of goodwill. The one preached Christ of contention, not sincerely supposing to add affliction to my bonds, but the other of love, knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel. What then, notwithstanding every way, whether in pretense or a truth, Christ is preached, and I therein do rejoice, yeah, and will rejoice. And so, you know, we are supposed to rejoice that God can pull people even out of those unsound churches, and they can't become born again. Uh, you know, even yeah. if you have the most greediest preacher, preacher, the most vainglorious preacher that's only doing it to, for profit and is not born again, by them preaching the word, okay, and people coming out of that and becoming born again, we are supposed to rejoice when that happens because ultimately, it, you know, it, it is according to God's will, uh, you know, uh, for that to happen. God is using that person's wicked heart to bring people to him. And I'm not saying we're not mm. supposed to stand out, stand out against false doctrine. We very much are, but a lot of people you got to hold that sense of balance there, uh, you know. And many yeah. things that we have to do as Christians, we have to hold two positions in our mind, uh, uh, you know. And so, you know, that that's something to important to 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 that we should um, uh, at least under, you know try to at least attempt to understand. Um, that 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 does occur because I I guess one example I give and this will be the last thing I'll say that is is when I was first when God was drawing me and uh, was showing me grace the first pastor I listened to was T D Jakes <laughs> who is a complete false teacher okay but it was for him when he did read the word now he didn't give it in proper context but when he did read the word. It was that to me actually going to the Bible and reading the word myself, that that was one of these one of these starts, you know, for me, you know, becoming born again and stop resisting against, against God, the father, Jesus Christ. So it does happen. And I'm not saying anybody should listen to TJ because there's numerous pastors that I can start out that are biblically sound <laughs> and not heretics. OK, I'm just saying, like Paul mentions here, mm -hmm. it does happen. Yeah, so. actually, it's pretty cool. It's actually really common because I know people who were saved by staying up late on the couch and they were going, you know, their life is miserable. And then all of a sudden Joel Osteen comes on the TV and he, he says a message. And then that person thinks about God and then gives their life to God on the floor. But the, as they grow in God, they expose Joel Osteen. When they become more mature, yeah. they understand that Joel Osteen's a false teacher, you know, mm -hmm. but it, it does happen. A lot of people get saved from, from these false teachers. I wish it wasn't like that, but. Hey, if God can use anybody, right? And I think he uses situations like trauma and abuse to also bring people to God too. I mean, I, I would have never known God yeah. if I wasn't so, if I didn't go through all that I went through and was so miserable where I came to the end of myself and I, and I know that I needed God. 
you know so yes, you can he, use many different people and situations to bring you to him yes very much so very much so all, all for his glorification yeah. uh you know ultimately all for his perfect will um and and that and that shows how loving a father god is that he could take wretches like all of us <laughs> you know and yeah. it could use the situations that we have put through throughout our lives uh, to ultimately for us to come to him. You know, I believe that, you know, if you, if you do become born again, God works through you, you know, works, not works through you, works on you to call you to him. Uh, so you stop resisting throughout your whole entire life. I do think he is showing you grace throughout your whole energy, universal grace that God shows all believers, right? Just by the air that they breathe in their lungs. But those that he does know, you know, because God does have foreknowledge of those who, you know, will, uh, you know, become born again, those who will get the spirit of adoption. I believe that he does, uh, you know, uh, show them, um, you know, uh, further grace, uh, you know, throughout their their life. It, it, it works and calls on them. Um, and I, I, I and, you know, I, and I, I do think that does that does that does happen. So um, I don't know if you guys necessarily agree with me on that, but I, I do think that that does happen. So not to, I'm going to let you talk Tertius, but I just need to let you boys know that I, I got to go because my pastor is going to be here soon. So okay. I got to okay. clean okay. up, okay. but I mean, you guys no can problem. keep going, but I, well, I got, I got to go my, I got to go myself. Uh, my wife no is dealing with bronchitis. So pray for her uh, for anybody's right. listening. Okay. So I got to go get her some supplements and stuff like that. But I definitely would love to have you, back on tertius i mean anytime i like to interview you myself too brother uh we've read the documents it's you you're definitely knowledgeable man it's a breath of fresh air uh to have uh someone like you uh who is knowledgeable of topics of satanic ritual abuse and 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 the bible too as well uh you know and and be a true born again believer who is you know there are a lot of people who are in the deception right now that will fall for the great awakening b system nonsense man and it's sad we need to preach the gospel we need to uh, and I do believe that there is if there's any revival that occurs, it will be Christians that are kind of lukewarm on the fence, you know, that they will, you know, see through it and realize, oh, yeah, you know, this is a deception, <laughs> you know, uh, and, and if, it, if it is the grand deception or the grand delusion. Uh, and so, you know, it's I do think that God is, is calling for us to preach to them, too, as well, you know, to pull people out of the New Apostolic Reformation, for example, or dominionism, you yeah. know, and be like, no, this is complete, yeah. sat- you know, sat- satanic doctrine, as yes. they say. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Guys, um, I, I, John, I will definitely keep your wife in my prayers, and, Thank you. and you also, and Jeremy, I, I'm, I always keep you guys also in my prayers, and um, especially with your wife's health also, and um, I, I'm really, it's, it's, it was a privilege for me to be here, guys. I, I really appreciate it. So thank you, thank you so much. Anytime, man. Well, I'll be back on again. Yes, very much so. Yes, this this was a great conversation Mm. uh, between brothers. And um, uh, God bless everybody who's listening. Uh, You know, cling to the Lord at these trying times. Um, uh, Anything else you want to say in closing, Jeremy? Yeah, if you guys want to get a hold of us in some way, um, you guys can email buytheirfruits02 at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook. And, uh, you know, I hope that everybody gets edified by this and is aware um, 
if it bothers you, turn it off. But we just want you to be aware of what's really going on because it's important. You know, how, how can we help anybody in this situation at all if nobody knows about it? You know? Very much so. Yes. Um, and I, and I, and I say, you know, this, this may not be for everyone and I understand that, uh, but definitely put on the full armor guard of God and pray, uh, when you're listening to these, uh, dark topics, uh, and everything and, uh, take care everybody. Mm-hmm. God bless you. God bless. God bless you guys. Thank you for listening to Buy Their Fruits. May the Lord bless the giver, the gift, and the receiver.